Hallelujah. We have hope. Sunday is the day that's known as the Resurrection Day. And particularly during Easter, it's known as Resurrection Sunday. But even on a winter Sunday such as today, it is still Resurrection Day. The resurrection brings hope, just as the song mentions, hope for tomorrow. People need hope for today, but also hope for tomorrow, because tomorrow will be the duration of eternity. The Bible speaks about tomorrow. It's not just speaking of the next day, but our tomorrow. Our tomorrows. Our future. The resurrection is the hope of our future. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. And the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Those who live and believe in the Lord Jesus, the Lord said, will never die. Resurrection is hope. When people look for hope, many times, We think in terms of healing. We need hope for healing. We need the hope of healing. Healing means deliverance. And all kinds of ailments are there. And oppression from the devil. Inherited by the human race. Through joining that rebel, Satan, and going our own way, going far away from the living God who is life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. I am the resurrection and the life. That means people who don't know the Lord Jesus who don't know him as their personal or their very own Lord and Savior, they're actually among the walking dead. Even if their blood pressure is perfect, if their red blood cell count and white blood cell count and their bank accounts, all kinds of counts and accounts linked to their name, Names are perfect. Perfect credit score. Perfect physical health. Perfect circle of friends. Perfect pleasure. Life is so wonderful when it's sunny outside and I have enough to eat. I'm warm. I'm comfortable. And all that I could possibly desire, 
is at my fingertips. And yet, even those people who may be considered among the elite of this world, the rich and famous, the Bible calls them dead men walking, dead women, dead children. Physical life without spiritual life is nothing but death and decay. After all, even the average person would agree that that human being that's formed in the womb of a woman who comes into this world as a little baby begins to die the moment that child is born. It's just been born, but it's coming into a world that is not eternal. And so along with the world that will perish, the inhabitants, the human race of which it is a member, he or she, has to perish. So death is inevitable. Decay is inevitable. Ultimate destruction is inevitable. There's no hope. And anything a person can do within the span of 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 years, no matter how they try to live life to the fullest, apart from the resurrection life of Jesus, they're merely trying to buy some time to delay the inevitable death that will come knocking at their door one day. As believers, what hope do we have? What do we have to give to the world? First of all, we need to have something ourselves. I want to take you to the book of Acts, chapter 26. There was a man on trial, and he spoke of hope. This is what he said. Acts chapter 26. Then Agrippa, king, said to Paul, you are permitted to speak for yourself. So Paul stretched out his hand and answered for himself. As you hear this, I want you to see if you can identify with the kind of hope that has taken over this man, Paul, even though he's under false accusation and held a prisoner, he has hope. He has a sense of freedom and a fullness of life that even that king who was questioning him didn't have. That king and the whole empire, just like today, all the people you see, who may have all of the things in the world that others may covet, envy. They all go into one category. The walking dead. The living dead. Sounds contradictory, but it's the truth. Biologically and physically, a person is alive. And as far as amenities and access to all kinds of money and power and pleasure, they can jump into a boat and sail across the blue, pristine waters 
And next sec- next second, they can jump on a plane and go to a ski resort. They may have a lunch in Paris and dinner somewhere else, another part of the world. And how many people do you believe in the world wouldn't envy that? How do you have access to jets and yachts and parties? And Oh, isn't it what life is about? You need to get enough so you can enjoy enough. God says, this is a total self-deception. Because the taller they are, the harder they fall. So the saying goes in the world. In other words, when we build our hope and our hopes up on what we can get and what we can feel in this world, the crash that comes inevitably when death strikes is a very significant crash. Because after all, that life was built on sinking sand, not on the rock, Jesus Christ. Paul had a different quality of life. And when he was questioned, he said this, I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because today I shall answer for myself before you concerning all the things of which I am accused by the Jews, especially because you are expert in all customs and questions which have to do with the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to hear me patiently. He's going to talk about hope. Listen to this. We all need hope. Verse 4 of Acts chapter 26. My manner of life from my youth, which was spent from the beginning among my own nation at Jerusalem. All the Jews know. They knew me from the first. If they were willing to testify that according to the strictest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. And now I stand and am judged for what? The hope. I'm standing before you and before all these people. I'm on trial not for a crime. I'll tell you why I'm here. People are finding fault with me because I'm speaking of a hope. I'm bringing hope to people. They don't believe it. What hope is this, Paul? Hope of the promise made by God to our fathers. We need hope today for healing. We need hope today for some way out Financially, perhaps. Out of that mess. We need hope for deliverance from all kinds of fears. We need hope today. What is Paul talking about? He's talking about hope. Of the promise that will give us hope for today. There's that connection. God is not saying here today that I'm going to speak to you about hope in Christ and hope of the future, eternal life in heaven and uh, ignore your need for hope today where you are. No, no, it's connected. It's connected. It's when we get this right that all hope will shine on our lives. Paul said, I now stand. Now I stand. I'm judged for the hope of the promise made by God to our fathers. What hope? What hope? 
is the hope of everlasting life, everlasting love, everlasting forgiveness, everlasting restoration, everlasting miracles. That comes from God. In the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, in the midst of afflictions, I do not give much weight, and I hope you don't either, to people who will talk to me about hope, who don't know what it is, who haven't experienced hopelessness to begin with, who have not gone through the valley of the shadow of death, and then found that hope, and found light come into the darkness, and a resurrection power, and deliverance, and healing, and miracles. I want to hear that person, don't you? We know of what we speak, said the Lord Jesus. And so did the prophets and apostles. So do I today. And those who have been delivered by God with a powerful hope that beamed down from heaven in the deepest darkness, the deliverance came. They were pulled up out of that pit. They can stand and proclaim, I know what hope is. Hallelujah, because I was in a hopeless situation. Paul knew all about it. He was hopeless without God. He had religion, but he didn't have the resurrected Christ. When he found the resurrected Christ talking to him personally, God pulled him up out of all of that false Righteousness, self-righteousness, false hope. Because Jesus is the only hope. Paul now standing on trial for this. And now I stand and I'm judged. We're in Acts chapter 26, verse 6. For the hope of the promise made by God to our fathers. Listen, to this promise, our 12 tribes, earnestly serving God night and day, Hope to attain. Hope is a person. Hope is an action. The action is desiring the person who can solve my problems. Hallelujah. The hope of the promise is the Messiah that God promised through Abraham and through Abraham's son Isaac And through Isaac's son, Jacob. And through Jacob's 12 sons. Out of which the tribe of Judah, the fourth son, came the Messiah. God carefully orchestrating everything. Because he's a God who delivers hope. He keeps his promise. He's with us today to give us hope. Hallelujah. Hope for your miracle is In the Lord Jesus Christ. I said hope. For your miracle. Is in. The resurrection. And the life. Jesus Christ. Can someone unmute and say hallelujah. If you believe it. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. The only reason I'm asking for that. Is. Have you affirm what you really believe if you believe it and give glory to God. 
hope to attain. Who's the hope? The resurrection and life, Jesus. Listen to this. This is what Paul says. For this hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused by the Jews. His own Jewish people. Paul was a Jew. He was a Roman and a Jew. And listen to this question, verse 8. Why should it be thought incredible by you that God raises the dead? So this is what hope is. Being raised from the dead. Isn't that absolutely thinking of a word to say unparalleled. Absolutely beyond anything we could ever desire. The resurrection life. The resurrection life. As I was praying before the service today, I'm going to speak a few minutes more. I no sooner uttered the prayer, even before I finished, that the Lord spoke to me, Acts chapter 4, verse 31. As I read that, I began to pray in tongues. I began to be shaken inside, just standing. Then I wondered if I can get so much hope so quickly by being filled with the Spirit of God. What does this all point to when people need healing? Should we tell them about a feeling that you can get if you get filled with the Spirit when they need deliverance? They're in trouble. They have no hope, perhaps. I saw the Scriptures, the hope, the other Scripture came also. For this hope I'm standing on trial, Paul said. What is the hope? It's Jesus Christ. Would Jesus be able to give us hope if he lived a good life, sacrificed his time, his sleep, his food, everything, so that people can get healed, and then he died, and he's buried, and we can visit his grave today and see the big tombstone. Here lies Jesus Christ from the Whatever age they affix to the birth, adjusting for the calendar. 4 BCE. It's around 26 AD or 29 AD. That's what we see today. We can visit the grave. Oh, he was such a wonderful man. This Jesus of Nazareth. What did he do? Well, he opened blind eyes. What else did he do? He spoke the most gracious words of love. He was really somebody of hope, gave hope to people. But what happened after that? Well, he died, but his hope lives on. What would make him different then, ultimately, from any other person such as Gandhi? Even Martin Luther King Jr., who followed in Gandhi's steps. Any other great statesman anywhere? Any... Other person who pushed for world peace and nonviolence and all these things. What makes Jesus different? It's not the principles that I can derive 
from the earthly life of Jesus. It's the power of his resurrection that makes him different. Hallelujah. Because he's alive today, he has the ability to deliver people continuously. And not just deliver us in this life, bring us to himself to live with him forever. The greatest hope we have is in the resurrection. That's why, even though God is concerned about our needs right now, if we fail to understand and fail to tell people, even those who are desperate for life and racked with pain and disease, if we fail to impart the hope of the resurrection, that if you believe in Jesus Christ with all your heart, that he died on the cross for you, for your sins, so that he can cancel out your sin debt and make you right with God. Take your hand and take the Father's hand and reunite the both of you through his body, through his death. If we fail to tell people that the greatest thing you desire, you can desire, is not deliverance from anything on this side of eternity. But the resurrection life forever with him. Because after all, what is eternity compared to even a hundred years if someone should live that long? What is a hundred years compared to a timeless existence? It could be an absolute brightness and glory and love and grace rather than Darkness and fear and forever loneliness and fire and decay. Oh, we have hope more than anyone could ask or imagine because of Jesus who has been raised from the dead. That resurrection power, when it touches a person's soul, can begin to work through the body, through the mind, and make them whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts 4.31, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Hallelujah. The boldness came out of tremendous, uncontainable joy. Beloved Christian today, hearing this message from God, do you have uncontainable joy today, regardless of your situation? If not, God wants to revive your hope in the resurrection, life and power of Jesus Christ. This is why Paul was known as the indomitable Paul. You couldn't dominate that man. You couldn't conquer him. It was filled with the Holy Spirit, full of joy. Even when he was suffering, you could not take away the hope and joy because he was constantly in touch, just like these apostles, filled with the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is not just a feeling to give me a temporary high and boost. It is the same spirit of the living God that raised Jesus bodily 
from the tomb, from the grave. That's the power we're talking about. The same power of the Holy Spirit that can come to your bedroom or your living room or your hospital room or your jail cell, wherever you are. You may be out of prison physically, but in prison spiritually. The resurrection power of God came into the jail cell of Paul and Silas. Fill them first, just like Acts 4.31. The Holy Spirit, where they praised God at midnight. They prayed and praised God. They worshipped God. This is our inheritance. We need to know, I should be able to worship God at all times. Because I have hope that whatever I'm facing now is not the end all of the matter. Hallelujah. I have resurrection and life through Jesus Christ. And that resurrection power, because God loves me, not only does he guarantee that I will be with him when this brief life and pilgrimage and probationary period is over, but he comes into my world as we celebrate at Christmas. And he's concerned about my tears. Every teardrop matters to God. Every time we moan and groan in pain, it hurts him. The Bible says he was afflicted with all their affliction. Why does he have to be afflicted? He bore it on the cross. Isn't it over? Yes. That eternal sacrifice through the eternal spirit. Jesus offering himself up. For our sins is a one-time event with no precedent and no replication. He did it all. That one eternal act of love forever. However, his heart still feels pain. Just like the father felt the pain when he saw the son. Through the things we must go through. But through it all, God begins to fashion us to become beautiful and refine us. Do you know when you're hopeless and you're in the valley of despair and death, that's when the love of God shines so powerfully that he cares for me. And he's there to deliver me. All of those victories that God wants to give Point to a greater victory in the resurrection where we will live with him with no more pain, no more tears, no more sorrow. Inasmuch as we love to bring a word of hope to people in their current predicament, we would be the most cruel people if we did not tell them that our hope is in the resurrection of Jesus. Our hope is to be with him forever. That's number one. And within that, God will help me and help you in our present situation and circumstance. We need to know that God is concerned about the long term, our permanent place, 
of dwelling forever. That's why there are people who suffer under the worst possible conditions. But they have hope still when everybody else has lost hope because they have a living vital connection with the resurrected Christ and they're filled with the Holy Spirit. God comes to our situation. He'll begin to shake the shackles. Hallelujah. He'll begin to do something new. Hallelujah. That which was not, he calls it forth. Hallelujah. He brings life out of death. Hallelujah. And he can bring healing out of a hopeless disease. Hallelujah. Because his presence is on the scene. Believe God's word. Who can stop the power of the devil? Who can stop the activity of demons that come to ruin our health mentally, emotionally, relationally, physically? The Satan that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. To cut short our lives. To take away our usefulness for God and our own blessings. The resurrected Christ. He's the one who can stop the devil in his tracks. Hallelujah. And deliver us. He can change our quality of life, not only temporarily, but for eternity. Hallelujah. Does Jesus heal today? I'm living proof that he does. Many of you are. But the greatest healing that we must settle on is not the physical healing as much as we need it many times, especially when we're suffering. There seems to be no hope, especially when you watch a loved one. We need it. We're desperate for it. We ought to cry to God for it and believe his promises. What good is healing? Even if one should get healed from 31,000 diseases over a lifespan of decades, if they end up with a body that had health but then began to decay in the grave and a soul that had a worse or a worse end. Eternal death. It's the resurrection that our focus must be on. That's why Paul was on trial. Because the resurrection gives hope forever. Hallelujah. It's a forever hope. Do you have that today? Do you know Jesus, not only as that Christmas baby or even as that man on the cross and everybody admires and they cry. And, but do you know him as the resurrected life in your own life? He's my living hope today. No matter how hard it gets in this life, my hope is on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And because of that hope, that powerful, eternal hope and my longing to be with him even more than the desire to get married or to get the promotion or the job or the housing or the friendships or the material gain. Whatever this world has to offer. I'm no longer running after fool's gold. I found the real thing. Jesus is my forever lover. 
He is my life. He's the resurrection and the life. He's my hope. And my whole hearted desire is to live with him because I know I have to die at some point. I know I have to at least pass through from this life to the next. I'm looking forward to being with him forever where there's no more pain. It's really true. He said it. He doesn't lie. No more tears. No more sorrow. No more death. No more hunger. Nothing. Except life. Abundant life. With the extravagant grace of God lavished on us. Forever in his glorious presence. Hallelujah. Do you have that connection with Jesus today? That vibrant, spirit-filled connection. That he is my all in all. And yet, because I fix my hope upon Jesus with whom I will live forever. And I'm eagerly looking forward to him coming for me. It does not keep me from living life to the fullest until that time comes. By doing what? Serving God. Hallelujah. Bringing hope to other people. Hallelujah. What kind of hope? Sometimes hope may come in the form of material things. But the greatest hope The ultimate hope is to bring Jesus to people, the real Jesus, and to tell them God's love is so powerful. His presence is so powerful that he can switch you from crying to laughing with grateful heart, the twinkling of an eye. He can switch you from Groaning under the pain, real pain, to bringing you to another level spiritually, supernaturally, where you have transcended the pain because his power is bringing healing into your body. First and foremost to your soul. Oh, this is something beyond what this world knows. And even, sad to say, many people who attend church know. But this vibrant relationship, being filled with the Holy Spirit, can cause us to have real hope through the same Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead. And that hope can begin to heal us on every level. Because you know what? Hope and faith are connected. When somebody sees hope when there's no hope, faith can start to rise. I'm hoping for something I cannot see. But it's there. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Faith begins to rise. It begins to rise. I can be delivered. Oh, it's been a long time. It's been over and over, no hope. But someone has come into my room. Someone has come into my heart, into my mind. The resurrection and the life. Jesus is on the scene. 
And he's able to change my situation, hallelujah, from the inside out. I have a living hope and a living faith in the living Christ. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We know of what we speak, Lord. You said. And the prophets and apostles said. We know of what we speak. Hallelujah. It's a living hope. Death cannot stop. Jesus Christ. Death cannot stop a child of Jesus Christ. Death is swallowed up in victory through the resurrection life of Jesus. This corruption will put on incorruption. This mortality will put on immortality. Hallelujah. And the same power that will take us to live with Jesus forever is present right now in our bodies, in our situation, if we believe, we pray, and we praise, and we get filled with the Holy Spirit, God's power will begin to do all kinds of wonders. He is the God of new wonders. He's the God of grand visitations. Hallelujah. God is visiting with us right now. Right now. And Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit Move everyone deeply to be in awe of your presence. The same son of righteousness who arises with healing in his wings over everyone today who believes. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, I thank you. In these few moments, you've helped us to get our priorities right. To understand what is this hope. Of the resurrection. We have. Eternal life. When your people. Lord. Die. On this side of eternity. The tombstone. Merely reflects. The earthly life. But in actuality. Your children live forever. There's a start date. But there's no end date. Hallelujah. We are forever. Your children. Who will live with you forever. Because of your resurrection. Your life. Now Father I pray. As your people get that. Right and set straight. In their hearts. Their desire. Chief desire should be. To live for you and please you. And serve you to the fullest. Long to live with you forever because they walked in your love while they were on this side of eternity. They will live in your love forever in person with you. Hallelujah. All of us. I pray, Lord, that you minister to them where they are. Whoever needs healing in the name of Jesus Christ, whom I proclaim, the resurrection power of Jesus. Oh, Lord, touch by your stripes and by your blood. Deep into the blood, Lord. The physical blood. Oh, Jesus, where there's disease. Reverse it in Jesus' name, Father. Oh, give healing, Lord. Give healing, Lord. Give deliverance in the name of Jesus. May faith arise. 
hope arise, life arise in the body. And whoever is addicted to anything, Lord, that should not be, in the name of the resurrected Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I break those chains in Jesus' name, that no more desire for what is wrong would remain in that mortal body. In Jesus' mighty name, may the Holy Ghost come upon the body and take over. Everything that shouldn't be there will be shaken off. In the name of Jesus, right now, I command you, addiction, to die in Jesus' name. So the people can live to serve God acceptably with reverence and awe all the days of their lives. Oh, hallelujah. This is the hope of the resurrection. Father, I pray that your divine provision would network its way into the lives of those who are looking for freedom financially so they can testify that the resurrected Christ is responsible for my prosperity. Not my smarts or my people skills. It's the living Jesus who came to take away my tears and my burdens. And Lord, relationships that have been broken, that should not have been. May the ones that should be broken remain broken. Broken. There will be no going back to darkness of, for any of you people. But the relationships that need to be mended. Beloved God, breathe upon those relationships. Lord Jesus, breathe life into the relationships and restore. Oh, you're a savior who can do all things for your people. Oh, Jesus, your love is greater than all. Thank you, praise you. Thank you, praise you for meeting your people where they are. Jesus, lover of my soul. Thank you, Jesus. We have hope in you, the resurrection. Thank you for helping us to think in eternal terms, Lord. On this Sunday, may every heart adore you. Sweet Jesus was crucified for our sins. The Lord who justified us by your resurrection. Whoever lives to make intercession for your people, oh, may we have a kindling in our souls to call upon you and believe. And like the apostles in Acts 4.31, pray to you and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And may our circumstances be shaken so that everything good may come and settle in our lives. For the glory of the one who left glory so that he can bring us up to his glory. We thank you and praise you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. If you believe the message, if God has spoken to you, and only if you believe the message and God has spoken to you, this is real, this is eternal, what God has done today, 
I want you to unmute and shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God.